This is Acts of Faith. Every day, World Team works to transform communities, make disciples, and reach the unreached. Our unique teams innovate, multiply, and expand the reach of the gospel. Our vision and aim? To make Jesus known. Together, we share the hope of the gospel on a global scale by meeting the needs of communities. These are our acts of faith. Larry and his family are serving with World Team in Central Asia. Last summer, he shared with us the hope and potential for vibrant ministry where he and his family are serving. In the years since, their ministry and their team have grown. They have been able to devote more time to learning the language and deepening relationships in their community. What are some of the ways that you start those relationships with the people in your community? Uh, it varies. I've made one friend just by wandering through the local market and stopping in his shop and uh, having a conversation that led to a longer conversation and then uh, frequenting there until we became friends. Um, another one is because of one of my uh, expat friends took a taxi ride and it happened to be our focus people was the driver. And they said, hey, I know someone who's learning your mother tongue. Uh, can I introduce you? And um, so it really is uh, quite varied. And once you, once you become good friends with one person, then they're typically willing to introduce you to their friends as well. And so then your network slowly uh, grows. Do you find that there's hesitation from people to want to interact with you because you're a foreigner or are they more willing to interact with you? I think it depends on the person. There is something unique about being in uh, a large city that I'm not sure if it's involved with globalization at all, but people tend to be less friendly in, in the big city and, um, maybe more standoffish, less um, less hospitable. Um, but if you go to more rural areas, then it's very quick to become chatty with other people and um, to feel a warm welcome. Um, sometimes you get approached in this part of the world, especially um, with people who are interested in learning English or practicing their English. So that will cause them to be, to more boldly try to befriend you. How are you seeing God working in the lives of the people there in Central Asia? We're working with cousins, with Muslim people. Um, and typically it is a slow go at first when, uh, when bringing the gospel to Muslims. Um there are some articles and material out there that say that it even takes interacting with a believer for seven years on average before someone would come to faith. And so um, we've been here for four years and um, almost four years. And really, uh, when we first came, COVID happened and then um that slowed language learning. And so basically we've been making relationships for a couple of years now. 
Um, I do see a quickness to get to religious topics. Because Muslims are quicker to engage with religious subjects, then, um, then we can dialogue about our faith and what's different about it. And uh, one of the challenges is that um, because Muhammad, quote unquote, received his revelation after Christ ascended into heaven, there is a lot in the Quran about Christianity. Unfortunately, most of it is false. And this creates a large barrier um, into getting locals, into getting Muslims to engage with the, the truth claims of Christianity because their book warns them that if they they convert once professing Islam as the true way, there's no repentance available for them. And so um, it's a scary subject when they've been warned their whole life and they're warned weekly uh, when they go to their Friday namaz to, to not engage with Christians and to not... Um, and usually warned that they shouldn't read our book, our holy book, because it's been corrupted. Um, it just creates a large barrier, and it creates for longer, I think, what I would call pre-evangelistic conversations, to even get them to, to entertain the idea that the Bible is worth reading. How are you seeing God work in your life? God is always faithful. I think every believer will say amen to that. And he's been with us uh, this whole trip. I think I shared previously that we were concerned we might not be able to get back here. But not only were we able to get back here, our children's requests once we were um, leaving the States last summer, um, one asked for stability, another asked for a dog, and the third one asked for a mansion, <laughs> which is kind of silly, but it came from our youngest. And um, as we prayed about that, we wanted to honor our kids' desires as much as it was in our control. So we came back and began looking for looking for a house in our focused people's neighborhood neighborhoods, I guess. Um, and the Lord really provided. Uh, a house in our budget, which allows us to put more roots down here, right, as our second location, and provide a platform of stability for our oldest, which is what he desired, and which is really uh, just, in hindsight, uh, very fruitful for all of us, not just him. <laughs> and um, because we have our own house now, we're able to get a dog for our, our second son, who um, was really desiring to have a dog and a companion that he could cuddle with. And our house is quite large. And so I think it ticks the box of our youngest for asking for a mansion. So, um, and it's in, it is in a perfect neighborhood where we have neighbors that um, are of 
our target people and um, yeah, we're able to dialogue with them. Uh, it's a nice peaceful neighborhood and really a great blessing from, from our father. You recently added a teammate. How has that affected your ministry and how is her transition going? It's been great to have a new teammate land and join us. Um, we didn't realize how how different it would be to have a teammate and to now have someone else speak into decisions and and to join us in the work and to even uh, pray together and um, share the same vision with as the majority of our time overseas with WT has been by ourselves um, and other expats that we've gathered around us to worship with. Um, so to have someone, um, another WTer here on the team has been a great blessing to our family. And um, we're learning that, oh, how to help her land well and work on her language learning and encourage her along the way and um, to keep her motivated to to press on um, as language learning is um, when you first land in a new location uh, it's jostling you lose your competency um, feeling like you can take on anything and do a decent job back in your passport country to uh, struggling to buy carrots at the local market and understanding what prices you're being told without a calculator being uh, thrown in your face. So helping her just adjust through the initial culture shock and culture learning and, and language learning. Um, but she's doing well. She's persevering and she's uh, she's increasing in, in those skills weekly. You mentioned in a recent newsletter that there's been an increased interest in the ministry in Central Asia. Could you tell us a little bit about that? I think it's largely due to the Central Asian field being identified as a priority field. It's been a huge blessing. It's meant that more people have been directed our way for conversations. Um, and we've even initiated conversations with people pre-race. Um, for those listening to the podcast, that's our evaluation process before joining our group. And um, so we, we can start trekking with people even when they're first initially interested and then post-race even to, to talk with them about what life and service might look like here with us. And so I think one of the giftings that God has given me is, is more big visionary and vision casting. And so uh, for mobilizing efforts that comes in handy. <laughs> and um, by God's grace, we have another uh, Aussie family coming from the down under that will be joining us. Um, and another family coming uh, just in a few weeks to check it out, to see, uh, to confirm God's leading this direction. And Lord willing, uh, more in the future still. How does the month of Ramadan affect your ministry and conversations with the people that you're ministering to? Does that change how you're able to interact with people during that time? It was two years ago that I was during Ramadan that I was doing my research. And then last year we were out of country and then 
this year was the first year that we um, were able to uh, see the effects of Ramadan in our close friends that we've made. And it does depend on friend. We've seen, uh, for example, our less devout friends became very devout-like during the month of Ramadan. Uh, my wife's friends all of a sudden started wearing head coverings again, made sure that when they were, these friends made sure when they were around us and it was time for namaz that they made it clear that they were practicing namaz during that month, uh, where normally they, you'd be hard pressed to see them practice the Friday namaz, which is uh, the most important for them. And then uh, my other friend who is very devout um, just got even more serious, started getting preachy with me, trying to convert me more seriously and sharing with me from the Quran about how I'm uh, destined for damnation. And uh, But it led to fruitful conversation where I'm able to share the truth with him back from the scriptures and a biblical perspective. And um, those conversations are still ongoing. So uh, if the listeners want to pray for Marcus, um, yeah. An, an interesting thing that we noticed at the end of Ramadan, so at the end of Ramadan is, is their three-day three festival to celebrate its end where they really feast. And um, there is a large group of people now here in our host country that post post. Ramadan, post Rosa Hayd, the festival, the three-day festival. So they fast for a month during Ramadan. Then they have the three-day Rosa Hayd festival. And then they fast another week. Because the belief in Islam, and that's being suggested here now, is that each day is worth 10 days. So for the month of Ramadan's fasting, you get 300 days worth of fasting credited to your account before Allah. Then if you fast another week afterwards, you get what equ what equates to a full year's worth of fasting. So um, I didn't know my friend would be doing that. But when I visited him the week after, I thought, OK, finally, we're going to go to lunch together again. Um, and he's like, I'm not eating. And so it provided another opportunity for a good spiritual conversation for me to dig into why and to explain why I'm not fasting during Ramadan and uh, a biblical perspective on fasting. Um, but yeah, that's that was what we experienced during Ramadan this year. You've previously shared with us some of the dreams you have of opening businesses and using them to share the gospel with others. How are those things going? They are still moving ahead. Um, after I finished my a uh, master's program at the end of last year. In January of this year, I was able to start some business courses. Um, and they were extremely helpful in honing in my thinking and pursuit of business plans. Uh, right now, we have a really good idea that feels promising um, that we're going to pursue. And it's something that would be easy to train locals to do. Um, 
we I think I shared a number of ideas that I had uh, in on the last episode. Those ideas are still rolling in my head, but those are uh, more intensive, time con time consuming, and wait until we have a larger team uh, for other people to pursue those uh, together. This idea that we have is something that could easily uh, employ someone. We're, we're even thinking and dreaming about when we have believers to invest in um, that we want them to also still have time to be building relationships and sharing the truth that this is a this is a potential job that could free them up to earn a salary but also still spend lots of time with people. What do you have planned for ministry for the next 12 months? And beyond that, how do you see God leading your ministry going forward? Uh, for the next 12 months, um, really leaning into business, figuring out the ins and outs of this new idea. There's, uh, It's not very complicated, but there's not a lot of information out there of how to do it better. So it's going to be a lot of uh, trial and error to sort out the kinks. Um, so I'll be working on that and talking with some others about how to do it better. We've been invited into some local groups that are for men only or women only. And so we're going to keep building relationships there. Um, hoping the, the men's group that I've been invited into is kind of on pause. So trying to figure out, I'll even this next week be figuring out where that's at and if it's going to continue. But um, my wife has been able to get into two different groups, which has been a blessing. And um, she's also with our new teammate started teaching our neighbor English. And so um, that's a great prayer request to lift up her. You can call her Hope. Um, Hope is learning English and her she's in her 20s. Her mom requested that we, um, that my wife could tutor her potentially. Uh, so this teaching English to our neighbor is something that my wife and our new teammate are able to do together, which is uh, really nice, especially when someone's just landed and doesn't have language yet, but can make a good local friend. And so praying for her language to increase and them to be able to engage in uh, spiritual conversations, but that will definitely continue on into the next year. The other stuff is just continuing to chip away at the the relationships that we have um, established so far. How can people be praying for the people of Central Asia? As I said earlier, Islam is a religion that um, can take many years for someone to be willing to leave and come to faith in Christ. There's a lot of barriers, and so as people pray, pray that the Holy Spirit would really be at work, uh, that the Father would be drawing people to himself. Um, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3, uh, it's God who causes the growth. We're just here throwing seed down and watering and waiting for God to cause the growth and trying to be strategic and wise um, and, and, and tactful uh, while we do that. But... Um, Pray that the Lord blesses our efforts, deepens our relationships, and gives us opportunity to boldly proclaim his truth uh, to our neighbors here.
and that he would be honored that people's eyes and hearts would eyes would be open and hearts would be changed how can people pray for you and your team please continue to pray for our new teammate that she continues to adjust to learn culture more and more learns language better and better and begins to feel more and more settled here for my family you can pray that we do truly have that stability that we were asking God for when we bought the house. Pray for wisdom as we continue to move ahead with business, that we would be wise and that it would be something that aids in our relationship building and not distracts from it um, and our proclamation opportunities. And um, pray for this English teaching opportunity my, my wife and our teammate have together with hope you can keep praying i appreciate prayers for our children obviously um, that each of them come to know intimately uh, jesus as their own lord and savior and desire to follow him and they can praise with us we've seen evidences of of that in uh, in them and so we praise god one testimony that I think would be encouraging enough to sh for everyone to share um, are not this last year, but the, the just before that, before our last interview, we um, had a really trying time as a family, four months of really intense um, difficulty um, that made our children quite bitter. And so when I did ask them about what they need, think they need to continue, you know, they said stability and dog in the mansion, but, um, but that was coming after us trying to be good parents and asking, what do you need if we're to continue this life? Cause we know it's been hard on you guys. It's been hard on mom and dad. Um, what do you need? And so the, the, the testimony of praise is, that our oldest had a school project to give a class lecture for 10 minutes and he chose a topic about um, where he was able to share our experience he was able to share the frustrations of the immigration process when families are in great danger and need to get to safety and and there's so many hurdles and even our kids to remember the time that they were stuck in a hotel room <laughs> with uh, their friend while we were stuck in transition. And now they're remembering that fondly instead of torture um, is a real praise to God of his grace and the, the transforming work of the Holy Spirit in the way that our minds think about uh, what he is doing in the world. To learn more about World Team's ministry opportunities, go to us.worldteam.org and click Go at the top of the page. To see prayer requests from World Team workers, click Pray. To give to World Team's ministries, click Donate. This has been Acts of Faith, a podcast by World Team US. For more information on World Team and its ministries, visit us.worldteam.org. Thank you.